Welcome to the Celebration Church podcast and thanks so much for tuning in. Celebration Church is one church in 10 locations across Southeast Louisiana. We are all about changing lives, homes, our city, and the world through Jesus Christ. We hope that you're both encouraged and challenged by today's message. Well, thank you for joining us today for Celebration Online. Here in the New Orleans region where I live, it's Mardi Gras time, and lots of people are out enjoying the Mardi Gras parade while many others are on vacation. But no matter where you are uh, in our region or in another state or in another nation around the world, we're so glad that you've joined us today for Celebration Online as we continue today our series titled The Pathway to Happiness. We're learning from the Beatitudes of Jesus that are found in Matthew chapter 5. Now, everybody knows the story of the Titanic. The Titanic was a great cruise liner that was considered to be unsinkable. But it did sink and brought about the destruction of many people's lives. It was considered to be unsinkable because the Titanic's hull, which was unique at that time, had 16 different compartments. And it was believed that if one or two or three or even four of those compartments uh, those hull, were, were pierced, that the ship would be able to stay afloat. But what they discovered in the story of the Titanic is that when one compartment began to fail, another part, compartment began to fail, another compartment, which would lead eventually to the destruction of the Titanic and the destruction of many people's lives. And the same is true in our lives. If we begin to compromise in one area of our life, it will lead to compromise in other areas of our life and could lead to destruction in our lives. I don't want that to happen to you. I don't want it to happen to me. So we need to learn the lesson that Jesus is teaching us today from Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, about living with integrity. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew 5, verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are those who have pure hearts, godly hearts. Blessed are those who live with integrity, for they're the ones who are going to experience God's best, God's blessings in their lives. Let me ask you a question. What impresses people and what impresses God? I can tell you easily what impresses people in our culture, in our world today. People are obsessed with appearance. They're obsessed with how you look and what you have and how you dress and all those kinds of things. We're all about image. If you're beautiful and if you're considered bright and if you're the best in your profession, and you, the world will be impressed by you. But the Bible says God is not focused on our appearance. God's not even impressed with our achievements or accomplishments or acquisition. God isn't really interested in how educated we are, how wealthy we are, and he's certainly not interested in how popular or how famous we are. The Bible says what God is primarily concerned about is the condition of our heart. The Lord one time said to the prophet Samuel in the Old Testament, people judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And in Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, We find Jesus emphasizing the condition of our heart when he said, blessed are the pure in heart, for they're the ones who are going to see God. When he said that they're the ones who are going to see God, he wasn't saying that we're going to have a visible uh, encounter with God, although that can happen to people. What he was saying is that, uh, that the people who are pure in heart will experience the best of God's presence, the best of God's peace, the best of God's purposes, the best of God's provision in their lives. Now, what does it mean to be pure in heart? To be pure in heart doesn't mean to live a perfect life. Let me ask you, are are you a perfect individual? I'm sure that you're not. Do you know any perfect individuals? I'm sure that you don't. None of us are perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Uh, The people you live with aren't perfect. The people you live beside aren't perfect. And, And the people you work with, you know they're certainly not perfect. None of us are perfect. And to be pure in heart doesn't mean that we live with perfection in our lives. It means that we have integrity in our lives. 
So what does it mean to live with integrity in our lives? Let me give you four words that I want you to think about and remember that, that help us understand what integrity is all about. To begin with, living with integrity means that our lives are characterized by totality. That what we believe and what we value will impact every part of our lives, every day of our lives. Living with integrity means that our life isn't divided up into compartments or categories. Our life is one large whole that's integrated. We get the word integrity from the word integer, a math word. An integer is a whole number. It's not a fraction. It's, it's not a part of a number. It's not a decimal. It's a whole number. Integer means whole. And when you have integrity, it means that your life is a whole life, a holistic life. We also get the word integration from the word integer or integrity. Integration is the opposite of segregation. Segregation means you divide things or people or activities up into different categories. Integration means we're all part of the same family. We may not think the same or look the same or smell the same or act the same. We don't have the same background or the same skin color, but, but we're all in the same family. We're all equal. We're integrated. That's part of integrity. And when you segregate your, segregate your life, you don't have integrity in your life. Now, a lot of people think that their life is like a pie. I have here in my hand a blueberry pie. I hope you like blueberry pie. And uh, when they see their life, they see their life as a different slices of the pie. One slice represents their work life. Another slice represents their family life. A third slice might represent their fun life. A fourth slice might represent their religious life or their spiritual life. A fifth slice may represent their secret life that nobody knows about. They see their life as different slices of the pie that may or may not connect with one another. But that's not integrity. Integrity is the filling that's inside the pie, that permeates every part of the pie. That's what it means to live with integrity. If you segment your life like the slices of a pie, you lack integrity because uh, that's the exact opposite of your life being a whole. Integrity is not the parts of the pie, it's the filling in the whole pie. It means you're exactly the same with everybody you talk with every day of your life. Living with integrity means our lives will be characterized by totality. It also means that our lives will be characterized by authenticity, that we'll be completely honest and, and, and transparent in our circumstances and in our relationship. In fact, if you have integrity, no matter where you are, no matter who you're with, you're going to be the same all the time. Uh, that is, the way I act with my grandkids is the same way I act if I were meeting with the President of the United States of America. You see, what you see is what you get. That's integrity. Thousands of years ago, during the great Greek culture, when they have philosophers like Socrates and Aristotle and Plato and others, when they had great plays like Homer, the Iliad, the Odyssey, they used to have an actor play multiple roles in those plays. A guy would come out on the stage in the forum to play a part. He would wear a mask. He would say certain things that pertain to that role. He would go backstage and come out again wearing another mask, playing a different role. And then he'd go backstage and put on another mask and come out wearing a different role. He, he was different people at different times. Now, we, they, he was called in the Greek, hypocritus. Now, we get the word hypocrite from the word hypocritus. What does it mean to be a hypocrite? It means you're not the same with everybody. You wear a different mask. You're a different person with different people that you're with. You lack authenticity in your life. Living with integrity also means that our lives will be characterized by sincerity, that we, we will not only do the right things, but we'll do them for the right reason. We'll do the right things because we want to do the right things. You see, integrity, somebody said, is what you are when nobody else is looking. Integrity is what you are when you're in the dark. 
Integrity is what you really think, act, and do when nobody else will find out that's integrity. And then living with integrity means our lives will be characterized by reliability, that we'll be consistent in the way that we live our lives. Let me ask you, do you know people who are unreliable? Do you know people who are not good at being on time? Do you know people who are not good at accomplishing what they do? Do you know people who are not good at keeping their promises? Are you ever like that? If you are, you struggle with integrity because integrity is linked to reliability in our lives. Listen to what it says in Proverbs 25, verse 19. Putting confidence in an unreliable person is like chewing with a toothache or walking on a broken foot. Ow! Who wants to live like that or be with somebody who's like that all the time? Now, I've tried to tell you what it means to be pure in heart, what it means to live with integrity. But for the rest of this message, I want to talk about two primary questions, why we should strive to live with integrity, and how is it possible for us to live with integrity in our lives? Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit, I mean, blessed are the pure in heart, and blessed are those who live with integrity, for they're the ones who are going to experience God's best. I want you to experience God's best, so let's talk about why we should strive to live with integrity and how we can go about doing that. First question, why should we strive to live with integrity? Many answers to that question, but let me give you four quick answers. First of all, living with integrity brings balance to our lives. Balance and strength to our lives. I'm saying that living, living with integrity enables us to live strong and secure lives. One of my Bible reading verses this week in my devotional time was Proverbs chapter 10, verse 9, where it says, People with integrity walk safely, but those who follow crooked paths will be exposed. In other words, when I have integrity, I'm standing on solid ground. But when I don't have integrity, I'm slipping and sliding all the time. I'm not balanced. I'm not strong. It's sort of like uh, if you don't have integrity, it's like living up north during the the winter season and there's ice and snow on the ground and you're trying with all your might all the time not to fall, not to slip and fall. Every bit of your energy is making sure that you don't slip and fall. That's what it means. That's what it feels like to live without integrity. You're putting too much energy just to try to put up a false front to convince other people that you are what you're not. We're always off balance and always on shaky ground when we don't have integrity in our lives. I read about a businessman who came to faith in Jesus Christ, and, and somebody asked him after a couple of months after becoming a follower of Jesus, what, what's one of the things that had changed about his life? Well, the, he said the first thing that changed is how I answer the phone when customers are calling. He said it used to be when a customer would call, I'd have to try to rack my brain to remember what story, what lie, uh, what, what perspective I gave him in the last time I called. I was always racking my brain trying to remember what I told him in the past, but now I don't have to do that. I had to live with so much more peace. I just tell him the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth all the time, and it's lifted such a burden from my life. That's what integrity does for you. Gives you a different kind of confidence. It makes you strong and secure. It brings balance and stability to your life. Also, living with integrity brings boundaries to our lives. It says in Proverbs eleven three, honesty guides good people, while dishonesty destroys treacherous people. In other words, when we have integrity, we'll know what decisions to make that will that will that will be good decisions and godly decisions that will bring blessing to our lives and others' lives. Living with integrity also brings benefits to others' lives. If you think about your life, the greatest legacy is in your integrity because that's a legacy that will last from generation to generation to generation to generation. Everything else you're working for, everything else you're living for is going to get lost and forgotten and left behind, but your integrity is what's going to last from generation to generation. I mean, the money you earn one day is going to be 
owned by others. The work we do is going to be taken over by others. The house we live in is going to be lived in by others. Uh, all the trophies we earn are going to be thrown in the trash someday. That's, that's encouraging, isn't it? But the integrity we have, the character we have, is going to be transferred into the lives of the people around us and then into the lives of following generations. Look at this next verse. It says in Proverbs 20, verse 7, the godly walk with integrity and blessed are their children who follow them. In other words, if we live with integrity, it will impact the lives of our children and our children's children and those that follow after them. So it reminds us we all need to strive to leave a legacy of integrity because when we do, we'll be impacting the generations that follow us. Another verse says in Proverbs 3.33 says, The Lord curses the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the upright. How many of you want your home to be blessed, your children's homes to be blessed, your grandchildren's homes and family to be blessed, and their grandchildren's home? you got to live with integrity. And then living with integrity brings blessings to our lives. In the book of Job, in the 8th chapter, the Bible says, If you pray to God, and seek the favor of the Almighty. If you're pure and live with complete integrity, God will rise up and restore your happy home. And though you started with little, you will end with very much. Now, almost all of us know the story of Job. He was a very successful man who lost everything. In fact, after he lost everything, his wife said to him, why don't you just curse God and die? But he didn't do that. Job responded with integrity. And the end of the story is that God blessed him with more in the end than he'd ever had previously because he lived a life of integrity even in the face of difficulty even in the face of despair in his life and you and I will need to do the same and when we do God will bless us in greater ways than we've ever experienced just like he did in Job's story some of you may be thinking but pastor I've already blown it I've lost my integrity let me tell you your greatest witness might be what you do after you lose your integrity the integrity you display after you lose your integrity you see if you're not dead the story is still open there's still more to be told and people can look at how you recover from your failures to then live with integrity and that will help them and encourage them in their lives and by the way living with integrity will not only bring us rewards in this life but rewards in the next life as well. The Bible says one day we will all stand before the Lord. And here's what we want to hear the Lord say. It says in Matthew 25, we want to hear him say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. In other words, if we will live with integrity in this life, the Lord will bless us greatly in the next life. So those are some reasons as to why we should want to live integrity-filled lives. But the big question for me is, how do we do that? In a corrupt world, in a carnal world, in a crazy world, how do we live with integrity in our lives? Let me give you six quick things that will help you to learn how to live with integrity. To begin with, living with integrity requires telling the truth. Telling the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth all the time. Do you know any people who really struggle with telling the truth? Do you know any people who are just outright liars? Uh, you know, statistics tell us, surveys tell us that most people struggle with telling the truth. A survey came out about 25 years ago titled, The Day America Told the Truth, and discovered that 91% of Americans lie routinely. Another survey came from the, uh, from the Institute of Behavior and Motivation and determined that 97% of Americans lie telling over 1,000 lies a year. In other words, we become a nation of liars. Husbands lied to their wives. Wives lied to their husbands. Parents lied to their children. Children lied to their parents. Employers lied to their employees and vice versa. Salespeople lie. Advertisers lie. People in the media lie. People in the entertainment industry lie. People in business corporations lie. I know you probably won't believe this, but even politicians lie from time to time. Lies become a common form of communication, and many people accept it as a norm. But you can't be a liar 
and live with integrity. You also need to know that the Lord is a big proponent of verbal integrity. It says in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 22, the Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in those who tell the truth. So if you want to delight the Lord rather than have be detested by the Lord, you've got to become a person of integrity, someone who is a truth teller all the time. And by the way, if you don't become a person of integrity and a truth teller, you might wind up in the lake of fire because the Bible says in Revelation 21, 8, habitual liars, that's where they end up at the end of time. Now, why is the Lord so adamant about us being truth-tellers, about us being men and women of integrity? There are many answers to that question, but one answer is because the, being a liar indicates that devil is at work in our lives. One time, Jesus was speaking to the Pharisees. They were the most religious people of their day. They were the Jew, religious leaders of the Jewish people. And Jesus said to the Pharisees, you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He's always hated the truth. There is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar. And more than that, he is the father of all lies and the father of all liars. Now that verse tells us, first of all, not everybody is a member of the family of God. Some people say, well, you know, pastor, we're all human beings. We're all part of the family of God. That's not true. Jesus said some people are members of the devil's family, while some people are members of God's family. But he also said there that when we lie, it's an indication that the devil is at work in our lives. There's a story in the book of Acts, the story of the early church about a couple named Ananias and Sapphira who were, who were good people to some degree, but they lied about uh, the value of property they sold and the amount of money they gave to the church. And when Peter confronted them, he asked, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? You see, lies originate with the devil. And when we, when we find ourselves telling lies, whether they're big lies or little lies, we're more like the devil than we are like the Lord. Living with integrity requires telling the truth. It also requires keeping our promises. Do you know people who struggle with keeping their promises? They may say, well, I'm aiming to do it. I'm planning to do it. I'm going to do it, but they just never get around to doing it. The Bible says in Proverbs 25, verse 14, a person who promises a gift but doesn't give it is like clouds and wind that bring no rain. And there are many verses in the Bible that tells us we need to be careful about keeping our promises. We need to be careful about making promises, and we need to be careful to keep our promises. Have you ever told somebody, you call them back later, and you didn't. Have you ever said the check was in the mail, and it wasn't? Have you ever promised to pray for somebody, and then you neglected to do so? Have you ever told your spouse or your kids you'd be home at a certain time and didn't keep your word? I've done that, and I'm sure you've done that as well. When we, when we don't keep our promises, we make ourselves out to be liar, and we demonstrate that we're still struggling to have integrity in our lives. The Bible says in Proverbs 20, 25, it is a trap for a man to dedicate something rashly, and only later consider his vows. It says in Psalm 15, verses 1, 2, and 4, Who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right, and those who keep their promises even when it hurts. Here's the third thing. Living with integrity requires refraining from stealing from God and from others. Let me ask you, how do you feel about people who steal? Lots of people will say, well, I can't stand a thief. So let me ask you, do you ever steal from others? Do you ever take what doesn't belong to you? I found lots of people, even good people, are involved in stealing from others, which demonstrates a lack of integrity. Some people are involved in simple stealing, taking property or money that belongs to others. I'm, I, I'm thinking about burglaries and car thefts and holdups, but I'm also thinking about shoplifting, taking what doesn't belong to you uh, from the company or what doesn't belong to you from a neighbor or, or even taking somebody else's food out of the refrigerator. 
Some people are involved in simple stealing, taking property or money that belongs to others. Some people are involved in sophisticated stealing and embezzling and defrauding. Some people are involved in spiritual stealing, robbing the Lord of their time, their talents, their tithes and offerings, all kind of stealing going on. Let me just mention a few other things. When we don't pay our bills, we're involved in stealing from others. The Bible says in Psalm 37, 21, the wicked borrow and never repay. So if you don't want to be classified by the Lord as wicked, be sure to pay your bills. We also must pay our taxes as well as our personal debts. It says in Romans 13, 7, give to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes and fees to those who collect them and give respect and honor to those who are in authority. I heard about a man who wrote $10,000 off on his 2021 tax form for a bad investment in 2020. He was contacted by the IRS and they asked him, well, what was that bad investment that you had in 2020? And the man said, the taxes I paid in 2020. Well, you can't do that if you're going to be a person of integrity. You say, but pastor, the government is wasting my money. I know that. When government wastes money, it demonstrates they lack integrity, but you don't get to do that as a child of God. Uh, You've got to live with integrity. That means paying your bills and paying your taxes. And let me tell you something else. When we don't give our best at work, we're involved in stealing from others. Do you do your best at work, or do you kind of slough off unless the boss is working? Some people only work hard when the boss is around, when the supervisor is around. The rest of the time, they're goofing off or playing around or, 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 or checking out their social media. Uh, they're, they're playing games on the computer or doing all kinds of things. They're taking supplies home to their house, all those kinds. They're taking off early and not putting in the hours they're supposed to be putting in. They're, uh, they're taking extra breaks or coming in late and leaving early. If you're involved in any of those activities, you're, you're struggling with integrity in your life. You may have never realized that God expects you to give a full day's work for what you're paid for You don't have the right to goof off. You might say, well, everybody else goofs off. Listen, that's everybody else. You're a Christian. You're a follower of Jesus Christ, and you're called to live with integrity. The Bible says in Colossians 3.23, work hard and cheerfully at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Now, imagine, just imagine this. Imagine how the world would be changed if every Christian, every professing follower of Jesus, all 2.3 billion of us on the planet, if all of us went to work on Monday morning with integrity. How would the world change? You say, well, we'd show up on time. We would work eight hours in an eight-hour day we're being paid for. We wouldn't be gossiping. We wouldn't be checking out other things. We wouldn't be messing around. We'd be giving our best. In fact, if we did that just as we Christians did that, you know what I think most employers would say? I'm going to hire only Christians. Why? Because they're always on time, because they always give their best, because they don't lie, because they don't meddle into other people's affairs. They don't waste time. They don't goof off. They don't take off early. I mean, what a, what a witness that would be to the world. If we just work with integrity. Lots more I can say, but let me get to this point. Living with integrity also requires refusing to participate in gossip. And a lot of people, a lot of people struggle with this area called gossip. Two ladies one time were talking. One lady said, I better stop talking about the people we work with. I've already told more than I heard. That's gossip, and a lot of people are involved in gossip. The Bible says the Lord is a big proponent of, financial, of relational integrity as well as financial and verbal integrity. And he expects us to not be gossiping about others, not not be saying one thing to one person and another thing to another person. That's a lack of integrity in our life. Every time we gossip or even listen to gossip, we are losing integrity. The Bible says in Proverbs 11, 13, a gossip goes around telling secrets, but those who are trustworthy, those who live with integrity can keep a confidence. And to live with integrity requires being transparent. Here's the bottom line. You become a person of integrity by being real with others. You don't fake it. 
You're yourself. You don't wear a mask. You don't pretend. You're not a hypocrites. Uh, you, 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 you don't talk a certain way with one group and another way with another group. You're the same on Monday as you are on Sunday. You live with transparency in your life. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4, we reject all shameful deeds and underhand methods. We don't try to trick anyone or distort the word of God. We just tell the truth before God and all who are honest know this. And the Bible reminds us that people with real integrity, they're not hypocrites. They're real with others all the time. Now listen, in a world that's obsessed with appearance and with image, how do we keep it real when everybody else is trying to fake it? When everybody else is lying about who they are and what they do and what they've accomplished. In the world of social media, when people only present the best, the best perspective, how do you keep it real? There's only one way. You've got to care more about God's approval than you care about the approval of others. That's the only way. Because if you care about what God thinks, then you're going to do the right thing. But if you care more about what other people think, oftentimes you're going to do the wrong thing. You're going to be less than transparent. You're not going to live in integrity. If you live thinking, one day I'll stand before God, and I want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant, it will cause, it will motivate you to live with integrity. But if you think about what the world's thinking all the time, how the world uh, perceives you, you're probably not going to live with integrity in your life. Let me give you a few final things. To become a person of integrity, you need to become faithful in the small things as well as in the big things. Jesus said in Luke 16, unless you're faithful in small matters, you won't be faithful in large ones if you cheat even a little. You won't be honest with greater responsibilities. Also, to become a person of integrity, we need to commit to living daily by the principles and practices of God's word. It says in Psalm 119, verse 9, how can I keep my way pure? How can I live with integrity? By living according to your word. Then to become a person of integrity, we need to strive to honor God in everything we do and everything we say. Paul wrote in Colossians 3.17, whatever you do or say, do it as representative of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me say it again. If you care about what God thinks, then we're going to do the right thing all the time. Not just when people are looking. Not just when people see us. We're going to do what? We're going to do the right thing all the time. But if we're focused on how other people perceive us, we're going to find ourselves doing the wrong thing, living without integrity in our lives. Here's the last thing I want to say to you. Jesus said, the pure in heart will see God. The pure in heart will see God. I'm reminded of a story of when a Russian cosmonaut went up into space in the early days of space travel. He came back. He was an atheist because he was a part of the communism of the USSR at that time. And he bragged on, he bragged on, his, um, uh, on their national television, I was up in space and I was up in the heavens and I didn't see God. And one little girl who was a Christian said, well, he must not be pure in heart because Jesus said the pure in heart will see God. Now, we may not see, again, the visible expression of God, but if we are pure in heart, if we live with integrity, we'll experience God's best. We'll experience his presence, his peace, his power, his provision, his protection. We'll live out his purposes in our lives. Blessed are the pure in heart, for there's the one who see God. There are a lot of verses about integrity, about being pure in heart in Psalms and in Proverbs. Listen to these verses from Psalm 15 as I close. Who may worship in your sanctuary? Lord, who may enter your presence on your holy hill? Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right, speaking the truth from sincere hearts. Those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbors or speak evil of their friends. Those who despise flagrant sinners and honor the faithful followers of the Lord and keep their promises even when it hurts. Those who lend money without charging interest and who cannot be bribed to lie about the innocent, such people will stand forever. Such people will be strong 
and fruitful and blessed, and they will stand forever, and they will pour out. Uh, they will pass on a legacy of integrity to their family members and friends who follow them. I want to be that kind of person. I want you to be that kind of person. So let's live with integrity today, tomorrow, and all the rest of our lives. I want you to bow with me right now. Our heads are bowed and eyes are closed. And i got to be honest with you. This message as I was preparing, man, I was really under a lot of conviction in my life. Because there are times I haven't always told the truth. There are times I haven't always kept my promises. Uh, There are times that my Monday life hasn't matched my Sunday life. Or my Monday talk hasn't matched my Sunday talk. I mean, I was under conviction. Maybe you're under some conviction as well. But here's what I know. No matter who we are, no matter what we've done, no matter how many times we've messed up in life, no matter how many times we've not demonstrated integrity, the Lord's in the forgiving and restoring business. And so right now, with our heads bowed and eyes closed, if you just need to acknowledge that you haven't lived with the kind of integrity all the time God wants you to live with, if you need to just draw near to the Lord, if you need to give your life over to the Lord, I want to invite you to pray with me right now. Say, Pastor, why do I pray? Just pray Just pray these words, or similar words, and really mean them. Pray, dear Lord Jesus, I want to live a life of integrity. I want to be the kind of person that God can bless in unusual ways. I know you don't expect me to be perfect, but you do expect me to live with integrity. And beginning today, I want to be a man. I want to be a woman. I want to be a person of integrity in my life. I want to say, God, I don't always tell the truth but I want to start doing so. I don't always keep my promises, but I want to start doing so. I don't always pay my bills timely, but I want to do so. I don't always give my best at work, but I want to start doing so. God, I haven't resisted gossip or refused gossip, but I want to I want to not do that. God, I don't want to live without integrity anymore. I want to be who you've called me to be, live like you've called me to live, and I want to leave the legacy you want me to leave for my children and my grandchildren and those who follow after them. Lord, I want to become a person of integrity. So please forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all my unrighteousness and godliness. Transform my heart, my mind, and my life. And change me into a person of integrity. So I can be strong and successful and satisfied and happy and holy and healthy. And be a blessing to you and a blessing to others. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's message, make sure to rate us and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. Again, thanks for listening to the Celebration Church Podcast.